Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is Cassandra. And I'm Carmi. And we're too good to be true. And this week is our fraud film. And if you remember, we watched Now You See Me. I saw him. And I also saw. <laughs> I done saw him. <laughs> I done saw all of them. Oh, saw a lot. There was a lot of them. And, yep, I saw them. Yeah. All right, episode over. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, the movie starts off with. I mean, off with, it, it kind of starts, starts off with a bang. Yeah, I'm sure. I did like the beginning yeah. of it, and so it starts off with you know this J. Daniel Atlas. He's doing a card trick on this girl. You know, the pick a card, any card trick, and he ends up he had bribed some guy, some electrician, to light up one of the buildings in the card that she picked, which is pretty cool. But also. I don't know. I still don't understand how he knew how he was going to pick that hard. Also, like, not that real. Well, I guess to me, it's not that realistic, but I guess it could happen. I guess it could happen. <laughs> That's the only like, part that I was like, huh? Because, like, I really don't understand how he knew she was going to pick that specific card. I mean, I get bribing the electrician, electrician the two lighter possibility. Yeah. yeah. But how did he know it was going to be that card? Because what if she picked the two of spades or something and he had that all listen up. i don't understand magic i don't pretend to understand magic i find it interesting mm -hmm. and i feel like there's certain tricks you can kind of think about and kind of figure out but like something like that if i know how he did that you know i don't really want to know because that that ruins the fun yeah, yeah. i mean it. you know ultimately it's a bunch of bullshit but if you know exactly how it's bullshit oh yeah it's fun i agree that it's fun. I think magic is fun. It's it, it's interesting, and it still takes a certain level of skill to learn tricks. It literally does. Even though it is tricks, I mean, you still have to know how to pull them off and have good timing and charisma and all of that. Oh yeah. So it goes from him to the next one is Merritt McKinney, and he is a mentalist, which is basically just. I mean, that's. When I think of a mentalist, I think of psychics. You yeah, know, they're estimated guests. Uh, yeah, estimated guesses, and then like also like reading your body language. Reading your body language, like they kind of just they're very observant people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, he does a whole thing with this guy and his wife, which I was laughing during that. Like the the thing. So funny. He yeah. Has, he has the wife you know hypnotized basically to where she's awake and alert and she's hearing all this but once he wakes her up she's not going to hear it or she's not going to remember, remember it. it and he's talking to the husband and doing his little mentalism tricks on him and it comes to find out that he was cheating on the, the woman with her sister and after he wakes the woman up though she doesn't remember kind of any of the up. conversation yeah yeah and then they go to Jack Wilder, who does this spoon trick where he's like, I can bend the spoon with my mind. And he's on uh, like a fairy. Like a like fairy a, was going fairy. from one place to another or whatever. And some guy on the ferry is like, I know how you did it. And he tells him. And so I guess he must have had a deal with the guy. You know, if you can tell me how I did it, I'll give you $100. So the guy calls him out and gives him the $100. But then as he leaves, he and pickpocketed the guy for his wallet and his watch. So, like, the trick was basically just, like, a diversion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get to Henley, 
Henley Reeves, who is doing a water tank trick at a show where she's chained inside a water tank. And then she has to get out within 60 seconds or they release piranhas. And she has this whole dramatic thing where it looks like she didn't right. get out in time, but she really did. But I did read a thing a while back that she actually did seriously She actually did drown. seriously drown. Yeah, the the actress, Isla Fisher or whatever. She did, yeah. I'd seen that too. But that, it makes it more, that scene's really good. <laughs> like, I go like, yeah, so I was really dying. She was like, oh my God, I can't get out of here. <laughs> yeah, so then after they get through all their little tricks, you know, they all end up getting these cards. And so Daniel, he gets the lover's card. Jack gets the death card. Merritt gets hermit, and Henley gets high priestess. Yeah, which hers was really difficult. I had to, I had to pause it and zoom in. I was like, I was determined to know what she got. Yeah, I didn't see it. I was like, God damn it! <laughs> they do eventually tell you, but that's like a little bit later. But yeah, and then all of these cards have an address on it, and so they all end up meeting all together at this place. And then you find out that Henley and the good old Danny boy have a history. <laughs> yeah, she used to be his assistant and he called her fat. Which she's not. She's not. She's not even called a very fat. small person. Yeah. And Jack is a fan of Daniel. Mm-hmm. He knows him. So they all go inside because at first the door is locked, but Jack is like, no door is ever locked. And he picks the lock. And they he's get in. more of like a common thief. Yeah, he's he's he like uses the magic to kind of like distract people. He's cor- he's more or less a common thief. <laughs> yeah, he's a street thief. He's a street, you know, yeah, street rat, <laughs> like Aladdin. <laughs> no, but not really. Not. Yeah. So then, under the guidance of someone called the Eye, the magicians form a group called the Four Horsemen. And honestly, kind of a cool name. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Yeah, I like it. It's catchy. And then they cut to the scene. They're in Las Vegas. They're, it's a year later, and they're finely tuned as the four horsemen, and they're putting on a show. And they say they're going to do something that's never been done before. They're going to rob, rob a bank, bank. on stage. <laughs> so kind of they wild. do this whole thing with ping pong balls, and they pick a seat and everything, and they end up getting this Frenchman. I think his name was Etienne. Yeah. And he tells them his bank is in Paris, and they're going to teleport him there. So they put this headpiece on him, and they teleport him into the bank vault and then they turn on this vacuum thing and it sucks all the money out and into it's weird yeah because in that car i was like what and in what world is there a tunnel that goes all the way from vegas to paris or has enough suction to pull money within seconds out of a vault it's it's, well it's like you know it's a trick it's not real but like yeah but he believed he believed it he believed it was real. And so they take all of this money. And in the crowd, there's this Thaddeus Bradley guy who makes He's a like, living with his own TV show, Debunking yeah. Magic. He's like a magic debunker. He used to be a magician, I guess. He was a yeah. magician. Yeah. And he tells the tricks of the trade and how, you know, all the magic is done. 
and debunks it. And so he's in there filming and also in there. Also in the audience is the guy who funds the four horsemen, mm-hmm. Arthur Tresland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's their benefactor, they say. Just like and just some rich dude. Yes. This is fun. And also his FBI agent, Dylan Rhodes, and Interpol detective Alma Drury. And they're assigned to investigate the magicians and stuff that they're doing. And after the show, they end up getting, they do get arrested by the FBI. It's funny. that This is also one of my favorite scenes is when they're interviewing all of them. Love it. It's great. I've seen the movie before, but I hadn't seen it in a while. It was that's that part's funny. I love it. This was a first watch for me. I ain't gonna lie, Jesse Eisenberg or whatever his name is, he's hilarious. Cracks me the fuck up. Yeah, I like him. <laughs> I like him in Zombieland too. Yeah, it's funny because him and Woody Harrelson are also both in Zombie in Zombieland. Yeah, and I like cool. I like Woody Harrelson. He's fun. They act really well together. Like their chemistry, like on screen when they're both in the scene. Mm. Chef's kiss. It's it's funny. I love it. I like Dave Franco too. There's something about yeah, him. You know what? I just think he's the cutest. I don't know what it is. It's, I don't know if it's the smile or what, but I just think he's adorable. Yeah, like him better than the brother. Yeah, and Kevin James. Yeah, but. The, so the FBI ends up meeting with Thaddeus, and he says that they'll be in New Orleans next. So he ends up, he breaks down how they stole the money. And basically, I guess they had, Is this is the one where they had hidden in the armored truck, right? To take the money? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Two of them were like under... I don't know, like some sort of graded area underneath of the, but the money that actually is weird because when they're showing the scenes, like the people in France that are opening the bank are going into their vault and they're going to see that it's empty, mm-hmm. but like they had already stolen the money previously. From, like it was already gone. Yeah. They stole it from the armor truck. So it's like, it's very confusing because there's all these things going on at once. But uh, Etienne was never actually transported. That, to obviously, you know, he was. It was yeah, a fake. It was a set setup that they had made with you know fake money to make it make him believe that this all. This so they happened. had like when they put him in this chamber thing and made it look like he was being transported. He actually fell through the floor. There was like a trap mm-hmm. door. And then they had a room set up that looked exactly like the vault at that bank. Mm-hmm. So, like, it was an exact, like, replica. And so he thought he legit was trans. I don't know how you would think that, but he thought he was. But also, and it's movies like this that that I've always said it's the freaking movies that make people think that bank vaults are more... Than they are. Than they are. Exactly. It's like, because they are not like that. They don't have that amount of cash. They're $3 million. Which palette of money. They, that Well, that's just what they can look like. Just sitting there. And it's like, that's so unrealistic. That's not what happens. And there's like yeah. never that volume of money on hand. Maybe in a big, big city. Like oh, New maybe. Yeah. I still don't think there'd be that amount of money on hand. And definitely not openly in the vault like that. Yeah, just sitting... On a square pallet in the middle of the floor. That ain't happening. I need everyone to understand that banks do not have huge vaults full of gems and diamonds and fucking 
treasure and yeah the movies glamorize it so much to the extreme it's like it's not really like that it's really not and they used to bug me because like people would say like well you're back what do you mean you're out of money like we have to order it from somewhere it doesn't just miraculously appear and you see damn movies this and like shit like harry potter with the big golden vaults and everything now let me tell you this green gods pretty fucking cool <laughs> if i was gonna work at a bank that would be the one it's a pretty cool looking place mm-hmm. and then the four horsemen they continue performing they do another show and this time they rob good old arthur their benefactor they have this big it's kind of hilarious yeah they have this big check and it's like the amount of money that's in art's account and they're calling on these audience members and guessing you know what you're in their bank yes, account. what's in their bank accounts and confirming with them and then they're like you know what you're all wrong you actually have this and and the first lady has like seventy thousand extra dollars in her account and then as she gets the seventy thousand extra show up art's balance goes down by seventy thousand they do another one it's two hundred and eighty thousand and he's like this is all just an act though right this is all just part of the show and right and uh henley's like well, we're doing it on stage, so yeah, it's part of the show. But in reality, they had actually hacked into his. They account. hacked his account, and I it's mean, funny how they got his information too, because they had this whole like thing when they were flying to the new location mm-hmm. for the second show, where like they were like tricking him, sort of mm-hmm. like pretending to be pretending. They were like, "Oh, let me see if I'd like the other guy." Dan was like, oh, let me see if I can be a mentalist like the other guy is or whatever, you know, and I can read your mind. And so he was pretending that he could try and do it. And then he would tell them the correct answers. So then they knew like his password answer. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. It was getting smart, though. Smart. And yeah. After, after they do all of that, and he's like, oh, this is for real. And they announced that, you know, all of these people that are in the audience have been chosen for a reason and they were all affected. By they were all victims of like some some devastation. Some sort of like financial something happened. Some of them sort of lost their homes. Crimes that he had inflicted. Yeah, something happened. I don't know what it was, but they were all He got rich off of these people, basically. <laughs> yeah, they were somewhere of this. And they all had insurance claims that his insurance company denied and didn't pay out for them. So they yeah losing all this money. And that's yeah, why it was they was like the insurance claims that they were denied. But they were doing some kind of basically like Robin Hood scenario where they were stealing from this man that was a bad guy and giving it back. Giving it back to the people who should have earned it in the first place, really. Yeah. Kind of cool. So then, of course, they're running again because this is a crime. And they end up evading capture again. And Jack seemingly dies in a car accident during the chase. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy yeah. shit going down. I'm chasing them through the streets at this point. The the FBI agent can't even get out because he was tackled by all these people that were in the audience who were hypnotized. They freaking like just literally like when you see like in the movies like piles of people piling on so I like I'm like does that is that like something that could really happen I don't know it always looks so not real whenever I see it and then the girl was like trying to uh 
catch um i think it's like um dan or whatever i think that's who she was chasing down the street and then like the last person left there was jack and not only the fbi agent gets there but like i think uh does daddy's get there too i think so yeah i don't know there it's like everybody's following them everywhere they go like all all the right and they have a crazy they have it like a fifth person a fifth horseman helping them out and you never know who it is until the end of the movie right it's obvious that they have to have someone else helping them along the way you know yeah. what I mean? and then jack gets into this crash or the car flips and catches fire and so he's he's gone he's pronounced dead mm-hmm. and so the remaining three they put on one last one final show in new york city and it's a i mean the whole thing was just kind of it's there. kind of ludicrous yeah there was a lot going on i was like wait what it's, it's like you it's like the beginning of the movie starts out really good and then you kind of get lost somewhere along the way. It's kind of yeah. hard to follow. There's a lot going on. <laughs> it's like and they're bouncing around a little. So much. Yeah, so much. From this person to that person to whatever. You don't even know what the hell's going on half the time. And you kind of get lost. So if we're not making sense. It's because the movie doesn't It's because the movie kind of gets a little wishy-washy and it kind of doesn't make sense. Right. And they end up going to they find this carousel kind of thing going on and that is it ends up being the eye and that's they meet up with jack who actually isn't dead the whole time he they had this whole intricate thing like a whole intricate plan and you find everything out at the end and it like it goes all the way back to the first time they were all interviewed and they were all in separate interview rooms after that very first show when they got arrested mm-hmm. and like Dan somehow got a hold of FBI agent guy's phone and put like a tracker on it. And then that just, there's just, I mean, honestly, it's a lot to follow you guys. If you want to watch the movie, if you didn't watch along with us, maybe you should check it out. Cause it's a, it's a lot going on. And then like from there, it's like, they what happened after that i'm like trying to remember it gets crazy it gets wild it's like so many things happen to get up to that point it's just literally crazy it is yeah they bugged his phone they cloned it it's like a whole thing and it's just crazy and then like the reason jack had stayed back was to destroy documents that's why he was the last person to leave and then supposedly died in that crash because he was trying to destroy these documents. Well, he was also stealing something out of... Uh, he was he was also stealing money. Was it? They had that other, that other vault situation going on where he they had the whole mirrored room situation. You know, they were talking about the whole trick with the rabbit, how the rabbits never actually... Yeah, that's for the final... Sh- that was for the final show. And that's what all of the documents and all that stuff was all about. It was like the stuff leading up to the final show. And then they had... Yeah, they had that trick where they did the rabbit and there was like a mirror behind. And they even showed everybody, oh, the bunny was still in there. It was just a trick. Right, but that's what they had But that's the exact thing they used in order to steal the money they stole at the 
end of the movie mm-hmm. because they steal money once again mm-hmm. for and he time. was staying behind for that too because yeah. he was the one that actually broke into the vault because nobody was looking for him because they because he was all, presumed dead yeah they were all occupied looking for the right three and he was doing that well he shows up he's not dead and we find out that this whole time that Dylan, the FBI agent, was the fifth horseman. He is the eye. Exactly. Because he's got... There's a whole thief. Yeah, there's a whole backstory going on basically through the whole movie about how there was this uh, magician named Lionel Shrike or whatever mm-hmm. who was, like, done wrong and all this. And Well, this is he, what happens. So... He, Died by accident. Dylan's father was Lionel Shrike. Mm-hmm. And Shrike was really famous until Mr. Thaddeus Bradley revealed how his tricks ruined his career. So now we have beef against Thaddeus Bradley. So this whole thing is about is about that. It's it all getting, boils down to that. So getting back at Thaddeus, but also he's just pissed because it was like a faulty safe that led to that. And yeah, the, the there is more to it. So, so there's a lot of intricate details to well, it. Like the thing is that it, it was in 1984. Lionel, his dad, was attempting to regain his fame because of what Thaddeus had done. So he was trying to pull. Oh, he was trying to pull a really one crazy, more like crazy thing. I remember now a yeah. crazy stunt to regain his fame. So what he was doing was trying to escape from a safe while underwater, and the safe was made by a company called Elkhorn. And Elkhorn had made a really cheap and defective safe. So Shrike was stuck inside of it and drowned. And drowned. Being able to complete his trick. And so after all of that And then happened, to find out. Dylan and his mom had filed for insurance. For insurance. And it's Tressler's insurance company. And he denied it. And he denied it. And it was so, denied by both Tressler and that bank in Paris. In Paris, And yeah. that's why they targeted. So there was very specific targets and very, like, very intricate, like, details. You know what I mean? Like, how, how he picked the places and all the things. Because he had beef with all these people mm-hmm. and all the places. Yeah, the whole thing was basically a revenge plot. Yeah, kind of crazy. I don't know. I mean, it was, I felt like it was a good movie, but also it wasn't. Like, it just had too That's much going thing. on. It's good, and it really starts out, like you said, with a bang, and it's very good, and you're interested, but then it, you kind of get lost along the way because there's just so much going on, and you're kind of like, what? Yeah, <laughs> you know? they tried to pack a little too much, too much in. into it to the point where it got a little confusing. There is a second one, so maybe we'll do that one at some point. I don't know. I thought it was a good twist, though, that Dylan was behind the whole behind the whole thing. Because I yeah. wasn't, I didn't go into it trying to figure out anything, right? Or like trying to analyze it. Well, I neither was, did I the first time I watched. I was just it. watching it and just letting it go wherever it went. And so at the end, I was actually genuinely surprised to find out that it was that Dylan it was him. Time, and I was like, yeah, okay, cool. And then him and the French chick end up getting together because she's. She's willing to look the other way, which is funny because she works for Interpol. So it's like, but she's like, eh, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. And he, it's fine. He's real cute, babe. Yeah. <laughs> they got like a little love thing, you know, kind of cute. So, yeah, there's so many layers and a lot of things going on, but I think it's worth checking out. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a good watch. It, it was a good watch. 
I don't watch a whole lot of movies because I don't have the attention span to sit through them, but... Uh, That's why I'm like... I get through them for fraud film, but we've picked a couple good ones recently. I'll tell you what, the last couple, I was, like, really good at watching all the way through. This one kind of lost me, but, like, I've seen it before, and also, like, it just gets kind of wild <laughs> at some point. You're just kind of like, what is going on? Mm -hmm. I really liked seeing Merritt the most, I think, in his mentalism stuff. Just tricking people. Yeah, because like, and you know what? Did it, it didn't involve all people. It didn't involve you know sleight of hand. It didn't involve misdirection or anything like that. It's it just, just straight reading up people using his skill to read to people read people to yeah. to manipulate them to manipulate them. It's kind of interesting that people can do that. But also, I always find it interesting, like how people can um, do like. Um, what's it called where you put people under okay, hypnosis. hypnosis that like baffles me like I've never been hypnotized mm -hmm. I have seen videos or like things of people being under hypnosis but I've never personally I'd, I'd be able to be hypnotized just because of the fact that I have anxiety and stuff I don't know that I'd really be able to shut my mind up. I don't think I can focus enough either. I don't think anyone would be able and to, to be able to, to stop thinking and really clear my head in the way that's required to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't think someone could do it to me either now that I'm thinking about it. Cause I've never, I've never like been in that situation, but I have seen where people have done it, but I've never experienced. I don't think I could either. Cause honestly, this brain is just ticking all the time. <laughs> I don't know how to oh, shut it. Overall, I liked it though, but. So I'm going to try something different this this time. I'm going to put a question. Now, you're only going to be able to answer this question if you listen to us on Spotify. It's the only place it shows. Oh, okay. Up. But yeah. in the show notes, there will be a question asking for suggestions of other, you know, fraud, fraud film that we can watch. And I'll put that up. So if you go to spotify and find us that question will be there like i said only spotify it doesn't show up anywhere else but if you go there you can answer that question i've i've asked questions and had polls and stuff in the past but for whatever reason it never occurred to me to verbally express that on the podcast, on the podcast so that people yeah. would know to look for it so now i'm trying to remember and i'm going to put that question up and then hopefully y'all can give us some good ideas yeah, we would love that. And with that said, if it seems too good to be true, it is. It is. Thanks for listening. And if you want to find us on socials, we're on Facebook at Too Good to Be True Podcast. We're on Instagram and TikTok at Too Good to Be True Pod. And if you want to send us an email, it's Too Good to Be True Pod at Outlook.com. And if you would like to do a voice note or monetarily support us or answer that question, it will all be in the show notes. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Oh, man. And <laughs> but last night. So, Ellie. Murder. Don't murder her. Murder her. So... She, I have my luggage. She do now. I have my luggage set stored under my bed. Okay. And she won't stop playing with it and like batting the zippers around and making a ton of noise. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to move the luggage set. So I pulled it out. I put it up on the shelf in the closet. So it's, it's just up there now. And it's like on its side because 
the shelf is too narrow for it to be just flat. So there's like like maybe a foot at best of clearance between this luggage set and the ceiling. Like there's no room up there. And I threw some sheets, some extra sheets that I had on top of the luggage set. And she decided that she wanted to go up on the shelf because she's back on that. She wasn't doing it for a while and now she's back on it. So she's like, I have to get on the shelf. So she goes to get on the shelf and she gets up there And whatever the fuck happened when she got up there, she made some noise, and I realized she was up there. So I went to tell her to get down, and as I looked up, I just see her tumbling down. (laughs) Oh, my God. And and, uh, this is the only cat I've ever seen in my life making no effort to catch herself. She makes no effort to land on her feet. She just falls and hits the floor every time. I've never seen her catch herself. Not one time. And so she fell, and I heard the distinct sound of her head smacking the plastic litter box on the way down. <laughs> it's like a clear plastic hit. And I'm like, I was like, Ellie, that's why you shouldn't be up there. And then I realized, I'm like, well, she kind of fell far. Let me go check on, check on her and make sure yeah. she's still alive. So I go over there, and she is sitting on the pile of sheets on the floor that she has taken down with her. And she's just lying on the floor on a pile of sheets, just. <laughs> and I'm like, so I'm picking her up. I pick her up and I'm like, are you okay? Are you concussed? Like she's just, yeah, just laying there, just eyes wide open. She was shook. I mean, she traumatized herself. And then she, real. she went and laid under the little ladder shelf that I have. And she's just sitting there looking at me. <laughs> That's creepy. <laughs> like, she can't have that many more hits left in her. She can't. I mean, I mean, I, that's my concern is that I'm going to come home one day and find her dead. She's, she's there, she has hit her head for the final time and knocked out the last half of a brain cell she's got left and she's done. She is a little daredevil. That video of her up on the doorframe, I was dying. I was dying. I was like, how do you even get up there like and that? Skinny, like and this. that is going viral. It has almost 60,000 plays. Oh it has almost 60,000 plays. That one where I I put it to that, um, the sound of the lady going, and if you let that motherfucker shenan once, best believe they going shenan again. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate for... <laughs> Ellie. And I saved that audio specifically to use with a clip of Ellie, and she provided me with one immediately. Immediately. Yeah. That's too funny. So I was I was looking at it, and I'm like, I should have just named her Shanann. Shanann? <laughs> that would have been so funny. It would have been fitting. I just don't understand. I just... You would think at some point the brain cell would click into place and prevent her from doing one stupid thing, but it's like that thing. Clearly, it, how her one cell, it fails her at every turn. 